Hello, I am Max, the boyfriend. I'm Celie, the girlfriend. And this is the podcast that comes out every Thursday where I make Celie watch things that she otherwise wouldn't. This week, we're going to be talking about American Psycho. So what did you think of this? This was such a strange movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure what brought it on, us watching this. I mean, it was you kind of asking me if we should watch this. And we'll get to the reasons why. But th it's kind of a random topic to be talking about this this week. There's plenty of other things that are coming out. I mean, we're still watching Game of Thrones. But when we first started dating, you talked about how you liked ambiguous, open-ended stories where there could be a lot of different interpretations. And this is the first movie that I thought of. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... Kind of like those, but it's just so weird because I first started to try and read the book American Psycho, but it's written in such a way where it almost feels like the entire thing is a run on sentence. <laughs> and it's really hard to, yeah. you know, comprehend what I'm reading because everything is just like a -da 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 -da, like listing everything off. And it starts out, it's, it's like being in his mind, which is just bananas. Yeah. And. And I and I put the book down and I asked you, I was like, should we just watch the movie first? Maybe it'll make it easier for me to read the book. <laughs> and then after I watched the movie, I'm like, I don't need to read the book anymore. <laughs> I have to be honest. I can get into many of the stories as as to, you know, as I was reading the book, but I don't think it's a good book. Like you said, there's a lot of run on sentences or there's a lot of what feels like run on sentences. There's an entire chapter about Whitney Houston or or Mariah Carey, or just someone, and he talks about how great their music is. It's, uh, we we should just get into the whole story and all the spoilers in it. So if you haven't seen this movie, definitely go watch American Psycho. I think it is worth watching. But I think the whole point of this movie is to first show a psychotic murderous person and juxtapose them against Wall Street assholes and show that somehow wall street assholes are worse but also just to show the audience this psychotic person and not explain anything about them and just have the audience be in shock and awe at this person but what, like what what was your takeaway with this character of patrick bateman he was a he seemed like a very confused man yes like he <laughs> He didn't understand his bloodlust. He knew he wasn't really like anybody else and he had to mask himself mm -hmm. so that he seemed normal. But in reality, he never really actually came across as normal. No. And I don't think he ever actually did. But he just so happened to be in a societal position where it didn't matter if you were normal <laughs> as long as you're rich. And as long as, as long as you got a pretty fiance on your arm... You don't have to like her. You and, don't have to love her. You just have to be at the top. Right. The alpha male type. And that's something we kind of, or I brought up earlier, is juxtaposing him against this Wall Street world. Because everyone in this world is narcissistic and judgmental and lacks any kind of empathy. Like every character in this movie is that way. Yeah. And I can't, I can't think of a single person who's... I don't know, normal? Maybe his receptionist? What was her name? Jean? I have no idea. Oh, God. 
What was her name? What was her name? Yeah, Jean. Yeah, okay. Mm. She was, yeah, she was relatively normal, but was she? Because <laughs> she received constant, like, criticism about things that had nothing to do with her job, about mm -hmm. what she was wearing, how she looks, and then agreed to go out with him to his house and out to yeah. dinner with him after seeing what he's like. So was she really normal? Well, I j kind of equate that to just, like I said, that world. And I guess people accepting men acting like that in this world. You acted like that. Oh I would not God. be here right I'd now. I'd <laughs> be smacked upside the face. Oh, <laughs> if a lot I said, more than that. <laughs> yeah, you, you could dress better. Like, I wouldn't be in a bed at all. <laughs> no. And you wouldn't have anything to fill your shorts with either. No. <laughs> That's a lot of aspects of this. You know, the whole movie is just showing you a bunch of really terrible men and they're making anti-Semitic remarks and they're talking about how women have no personality. It's it's ridiculous. And the one person calling them out is the psychopath. Right, because he's like, you guys are supposed to be the normal ones. I'm supposed to be like you right now. Yeah. And I'm even calling you out on your bullshit, even though it's the same bullshit I'm posing as. I know it's bullshit, but mm -hmm. I have to fit in. But you guys are pricks. <laughs> and, and there's even the line of how, you know, he doesn't like his job and his fiance asks him why he's doing it. And he's just like, I want to fit in. That's the most important thing to me is fitting in other than satiating this urge. And then... The urge just keeps getting worse and worse and worse mm -hmm. throughout the movie until he is literally breaking down because he just doesn't understand like what is happening and how it's gotten in such control over him. Because he had at the beginning, he was very controlled mm -hmm. and this is my routine. This is what I do. I'm walking you through my routine. I do every single day. Mm -hmm. And then that got thrown off a little bit. And then he started doing <sighs> whatever he needed to do to satisfy that urge, that yeah. bloodlust urge, which most men would go on a certain site that will remain nameless. <laughs> but he decided, <laughs> he decided to go to... straight to the thing that most people think about but don't actually do because we have consciousness. <laughs> well, Conscien consciences, consciences. A con consciousnesses. No. We have Jimmy Crickets on our shoulder. He don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another thing that they do very, very strangely in this movie is he's very suave in the beginning. And he's, mm -hmm. you know, he's like playing it off like Bond. Talks like he has a, an upper denture in his mouth. Yes. And then as <laughs> it goes on. He, the actor starts acting like Jim Carrey more and more. He reminded more. me of Jim Carrey a little bit. And I was yeah. like, I know this is under horror and crime, according to what it's supposed to be about, but it's <laughs> kind of a comedy no, that... because of how ridiculously bad he is at killing people. He just keeps happening to get away with it. There are plenty of people <laughs> who, you know, say that this movie is a horror or a thriller or a crime movie, but I will die on the hill that this is a comedy it's a spoof like and it's and, definitely a spoof because i've seen horror movies like genuine horror movies that have scared me or serial killer movies like mm -hmm. uh the lovely bones yes like that is a good commentary on i know but it was good it was like it felt more realistic 
Hmm. Or I mean, I guess this one could be more realistic yeah. because of because not everybody's going to be good at murdering <laughs> people and getting away with it all the time. Well, he barely even tries to get away with it. And we will get into all the spoilers of none of this probably even happened. But, you know, just everything about how he starts going crazy. And then there's that mon not a montage, but the sequence towards the end where he just sees someone on the street and he shoots them and then he enters a building and then he shoots the guy and then the cops are after him and then he shoots their car and then it explodes and then he looks at the gun like how did that happen how did i just do that (laughs) i or that or another thing that was weird he was like hallucinating because he was at the atm and mm -hmm. what popped up on the screen is feed me the cat yeah that he found him like are you schizophrenic too? <laughs> like, is there is there another thing going on also? I. But he's he he started going just berserk. He started going absolutely ape shit, which is just I know. and it got wild. even more and more ridiculous. One of the most ridiculous parts was when he killed that. I don't know if I should call her a hooker, but Christy, yeah, the lady he picked up and you know said you're known as Christy from now on. I refer to you as Christy, and you Mm. refer to me as Paul Allen. (laughs) But like, was he trying? Sorry to cut you off, but was he trying to make an alibi for like a Paul Allen? I think it started out that way, but then he was like. No, I'm going to kill these people. Or he just like lost track because his urges to do it were ta- doing that stuff were taking over. And he mm. maybe he had a plan at first. Otherwise, why would he be Paul Allen? Like, why I... would he ask them to call him Paul Allen? There's a lot And of... especially if he was going to videotape himself or he's very obviously yes. not Paul Allen mm-hmm. and show people that or what. I don't well, know who he showed. He showed the girls that or just I'm assuming he shows people that videotape and probably some other very horrific videotapes and to, then kills like them. yeah before he kills them so that it's like <laughs> you're i'm gonna show yeah. you this but you're never gonna tell anybody <laughs> and also and nobody believe you no <laughs> i i think i'm kind of just trying to work out exactly all of this stuff in my head as i'm talking because he'd converted paul allen's apartment or old apartment into like his murder dungeon where he had bodies strung up everywhere in every room like am i right or did i interpret that wrong no was that, that even was, paul allen's place I don't you know, know what was weird is it didn't like because when we initially saw paul allen's place and he got all pissy that it was better than his place mm-hmm. it was in a worse building that he was in like the, yeah. the building he was in was bad and he almost tried to replicate. I don't think it was Paul Allen's actual I think, house. Because he also said apartment. I don't in the think limousine, he was like, I have a new apartment. Well, I think it might have been someplace else. I don't know. But I don't think that was actually Paul. Because one, why would he have access to it if it's an active like crime scene or an mm. active scene? of or it, it would be tampering with evidence. And why would he be staying there? It would put him under right. suspicion more than he already was. But... The building it was in was not as high end as the as the original place we saw that was actually Paul Allen's no. house. It was different. So I think he took the name Paul Allen when he was committing these crimes, mm-hmm. found a place that nobody would sniff around because it was already a low income place and decided to make that his little dungeon because nobody would come poking around in there. Yeah, that is probably what what is to be the case. And where did like. If it wasn't all in his head, where did those bodies go? Who okay, cleaned them out? Yes. Who painted the walls? And why 
did that just kind of get swept under the rug? Was what? it because it was a low income place and they're like, oh shit, this happens every week? No. <laughs> that but that could be the case, but I don't think it is because I think this is confirmed to be the first set of things that is not real. Like it is confirmed not to be real just because he goes back to that apartment and those bodies aren't there that the realtor lady is very sketchy with him. And I think that that just shows to me that all of these murders were in his head. I honestly, we'll, we'll get into it. The only real we, one might have been Paul mm, because well, there was somebody that was actively like on his case, but anybody else that seemed to be murdered or disappeared, nothing, nothing was done about it. The only one that was being investigated was mm, Paul. And that was just because Paul disappeared. Yeah, I but, mean, and but that guy that at the end in the diner mm -hmm. or where he went, yeah. that the guy that was supposedly his lawyer was talking to him, and he's like, "I was, I had dinner with Paul twice mm -hmm. last That's why week or something." I don't like think that. a single one of these murders is real or happened. Then who was the detective that was investigating? That was just Paul Allen disappeared, and I guess he came back. Honestly, the de the detective might not even be real now that I'm questioning it. Green Goblin, he should have been the the murderer. He, his face is just, he just looks like one. I'm sorry. He had a lot of great smiles and behind the smile, you could see him, you know, the clocks turning. I guess now that we've kind of brought it up the, uh, with the scenes and there are multiple of them where Patrick Bateman is pr pretty much being cross-examined by the detective Mm -hmm. And to my knowledge, while they were filming it, they filmed those scenes three times each. Once where Patrick was, you know, he was confident and suave and the detective wasn't catching on at all. Another time where they were kind of midway. And then the third and final time where Patrick was just sweating and the detective pretty much knew and he was showing that he knew. And they would interchange those scenes as it was going so it would switch back and forth from patrick being sweaty to him being suave and i really really like how they did that the card scene the card scene the that's the best the editing. business card scene that was absolutely ridiculous because he was like they were comparing business cards they all looked exactly the same pretty much it was like like gray black ink on <laughs> mm -hmm. white cardstock. Oh, but Patrick's and, was on bone white. I know he was <laughs> obsessed with bones and blood and meat. But they were all whipping out their cards, and then he was confident for a little bit, and then mm -hmm. they pulled out one, and he was like started sweating and getting angry, and then the last one he pulled out, it was he was like, oh, it's on the like it like <laughs> look at that subtle off white coloring. I know, and it's just like, what the hell are you? It's a business card, who cares? There's a lot of moments in this movie that have been memed. The end where he's like, why not, you stupid bastard? <laughs> and the business card scene. And I think they have been rightfully so, because this movie is just, like we said before, it's a comedy. The editing shows it for sure, and there are interviews by the director talking about how it's a misunderstood comedy, but... Like the business card scene, if you take that in a vacuum, it's probably one of the funniest edited scenes in just, history. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> He's sweating and getting all flustered and angry and internal monologuing about business cards that mm -hmm. look almost they identical. They are the same. 
have I, I I'm pretty sure I haven't, but have I shown you the scene where it's, it's the same business card scene, but they're showing each other cats. <laughs> I obviously haven't. If you, oh, listeners, no. if you haven't seen that, go look it up on YouTube because we will be after we're done recording. Oh, it's hilarious. Gosh. But I mean, just on the topic of this movie being a comedy, I think obviously there are gruesome murders and obviously it is horrific at parts, but it's a dark comedy. You know, it plays mm -hmm. into that. Yeah. really really well it is kind of a dark comedy but the only difference is the characters aren't in on it yes. <laughs> they they are, are genuine right. yeah like they are genuinely being this ridiculous and the only people that are privy to it being a comedy and not and just ironic and satire mm -hmm. is the audience but also there's not a single character in there that i connected personally with to care mm. enough about any of the murders and i think not that there's anything wrong with the structure of the movie or the way that it was presented. And like I said, I just think there are inherent flaws in the novel. And by bringing it into a movie, it's going to bring out those inherent flaws. But I think you're right. I think it we could have used a POV character or someone to latch on to. Because, like, who am I going to care about? I'm not going to care about Patrick. He's no. going nuts, and he's a jerk. <laughs> like, he's a Wall Street jackass. Why would I care? And and like I said, the only person who was normal, who I could kind of latch on to, was Jean. And so there was but that one scene. But she's a glutton for punishment. Yeah. Because she accepted the way he was treating her and then it was and then was like oh my god he wants to date me i'm like yeah so what he goes and picks up random women to date anyway mm -hmm. they don't mean shit to him yeah like, and he has a fiance uh, had had i don't and then dumped her and then she tried to make a scene and then as soon as he left she was like oh eh. well that didn't work well <laughs> that did and he not was go also my way. cheating on his fiance with someone who was always drugged up and he had assumed which i'm pre I'm pretty sure she was but he also assumed that she was cheating on him with one of the other guys but that was never confirmed in the movie that yeah, she actually was cheating on him but and it may have just been his perception and way of justifying what he was doing i think that's exactly what it is because as he says this woman who i'm having an affair with is also having an affair with someone else it's just because they're really close and talking as they're at the table yeah so I, I fully think that Patrick just takes these conclusions and just runs with them. He lives in his own world. Everybody oh, else yeah. is just a side quest, a side character. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but his world came crashing down around him. And then he confessed on a phone call mm -hmm. to his lawyer saying, I killed people, man. I don't know what's going on. I was killing people. Like that was a Jim Carrey scene. And Christian Bale is absolutely killing it because it's all one unbroken shot of him just on the phone. And he's sweating. <laughs> and he's going back and forth from laughing to crying to just, he's hysterical. It's True amazing. True insanity. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we mentioned Jim Carrey-isms, but yeah, full on. I don't, his face is just contorting in ways oh. that I didn't know were possible. <laughs> You're killing me, man. But... <laughs> Oh, man, uh, one thing that I compare it to whenever I watch a serial killer movie is when mm. I've like watched clip it like clips of real serial killers being interviewed right before they're either mm -hmm. like sentenced to death 
or when they get caught and arrested. Right. And there was one lady, she actually had a really sad story, was subject to a lot of abuse. I don't remember her name. Mm. Some people watching might actually remember who she is and like tell me the name again. But I saw her video and she was being um, interviewed the day before she was going to get put to sleep forever. Mm -hmm. And she like they asked her the interviewer asked her like why'd you do it and he's like and she's like well what like i forget his name i'm gonna call him scott she's like well scott they kept letting me kill him they kept letting <laughs> oh me do God. it and getting away with it Tough. she had nothing to lose she didn't care and they, they were like you know what tomorrow is and how are you feeling that she's like i'm okay with it i accept it i killed all of them yeah Fuck. but oh my like just yeah. watching like real life actual serial mm -hmm. killers talk about their their like what they were doing and then some of them refused to talk about it as if they're keeping some sacred secret but there's it's just, just interesting lacking. to watch that and compare it to what cinema portrays them to be because mm. this is much more hyper realistic on purpose because a lot of it isn't yeah. meant to be even be real most people but... can't i mean narcissists and sociopaths psychopaths tend to be very good liars and they mm -hmm. do it all the time oh yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean that all of them are good at lying <laughs> they do it but it doesn't necessarily mean that all of them are going to be good at killing people meticulously mm. doing it as an art form and getting away with it like the zodiac killer who was still never caught but mm. some people are saying the zodiac killer was gandhi I don't. I don't know what. I don't the, buy it. I don't. I don't understand that <laughs> at all. <laughs> but I saw a. I saw something about it saying like the well, timelines add up when Gandhi was here. That's when all the killings happened, and then when he went back to India, all of a sudden the killings stopped. And I'm like, okay, okay. that may be a huge coincidence because. <laughs> If he was uh, such a public figure, how would he have gotten away with that in his free time and just going, you know, I'll, I'll be back. I'm going out to you know, return some DVDs. <laughs> I gotta go return my videotapes. <laughs> I'm like, the ones you made of you just... He says that at least half a dozen times. This is it's his favorite excuse to get out of things and leave. He goes, I gotta go return some videotapes. <laughs> and then he just leaves and as if that's a good excuse for anybody to make. But it works. It works for well, him. Well, because no, nobody questions him mm. because they're like, That's a I don't believe you, but I'm not gonna question it because you're kind of freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> but earlier you brought up like the Zodiac killer, and honestly, I was even thinking like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And all of these... Oh, it was Jack the Ripper that they compared him to, not the Zodiac. Oh, well, anyway. all of these <laughs> old killers, I feel like they got away with it just because cops weren't very good at dealing with serial killers yet. They were like, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I mean, the whole Zodiac <laughs> movie by David Fincher, if you've seen that, it's great. But it just highlights the reason why the Zodiac killer got away is because cops across state lines weren't working with each other and that's it yeah that's likely the reason they never mm. got caught but also the only, the other thing that reminded me or that made me think about the zodiac killer is he mm. left encrypted notes after each thing like he he yes. made them known and as far as i know unless something is updated nobody was able to decode them like nobody was able to figure out what they actually said apparently like unless unless there's something that came up that they did figure it out eventually but uh the last time i looked at it and watched nobody was able to figure mm. out what those letters actually meant and what they said but i mean i bring all that up because They're, they probably reveal who it is you know they could. probably have like the whole spiel it's probably his memoir 
I mean, you it's just probably just his it. manifesto and it's random bullshit. I don't know because I don't, I don't know. But, but anyway, I bring all that up because Patrick Bateman, I feel like, gets away with it just because it's in the 90s and it's in New York and it's such a seedy, terrible nightlife city that he's just able to get away with it by from blind luck. He yeah. doesn't even try. Like, he is not a good serial well, killer. Well, and you know what's sad is that is reality for a lot of times because mm-hmm. either people don't get taken seriously. Like, in Jeffrey Dahmer, the neighbor called and complained, made legitimate right. complaints, and the cops said, oh, oh I don't know. And literally one of them had to step just an inch further into the room and they would have seen the dead guy. Mm-hmm. And they just walked away and didn't care. And that's... And that's, sadly, it, that's a real thing that happens mm-hmm. is and when The more that I think overlooked. about that in the aspect of the American Psycho story. Like initially, I really don't like that. I almost found it lazy. But then, like I was saying, I thought about it for even just a second. And it's real because it all of these serial killers, like some of them are really smart. And I guess it is really fun to see a really smart, genius, complex serial killer in a really cool story. But this is real, or as real as they want to make it this in a guy's comedy. Completely scatterbrained. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not like articulate. No, and he doesn't do like he in the phone call. He admitted to try like cannibalism with yeah. certain things. He tried to eat some brains, and he was like, "Oh no, I didn't like it." Because yeah. he's like throwing up. <laughs> right, and then, well, and then if you look at a, like a real life serial killer like Jeffrey Dahmer, he mm-hmm. was very meticulous and calculated in mm. what he was doing maybe not at first because he kind of panicked his first one and he ground yeah. him up and was like oh my god i can't believe i did it and he got away with it mm-hmm. but if you look at like real serial killers like that who it's it's actually very 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 uncommon mm. for a serial killer to become a serial killer usually people get caught after they kill one person because they're right. good at covering it up <laughs> but just the, the, the few that actually become serial yeah. killers it's it's rare and far mm. and few in between and i guarantee you the serial killers are not the only ones that have killed people or want to right. or have that same complex of having that bloodlust so to speak and uh patrick bateman was one of those <laughs> he was not good at it he got away with it by chance mm-hmm. and, and chance alone and he was completely scattered he was trying to fit in into a society that he didn't fit into no and he like, and then he slowly fell apart. Aside from putting down newspapers once, he had no plan whatsoever. No, he chased a girl yeah. down the hallway naked with a chainsaw and then watched <laughs> her go down the stairs and then happened to drop it at the right second. So it got mm. on. So it killed her at the very end at the last step. <laughs> and I, I was like, are you kidding me? Mm. She had to just walk like a few feet around or, to stay out of yeah, the way or look up and be like oh i should stop running for a second because that chainsaw is about to fall on me oh and my she gosh. would have been fine i mean i get you're terrified running mm-hmm. from a murderer <laughs> after what she saw but at the same time the odds of that happening i mean wouldn't it have been mm-hmm. more likely for the handle to hit her not the well, blade because also, it might be heavier or something that, that moment and patrick shooting the police car and it exploding <laughs> are meant to be ridiculous. so ridiculous and dumb that the audience thinks, wait, it reminded this can't me be of real. Scream. Yeah, exactly. Because like, really the serial killer wearing a mask and all his, the only weapon he has is a, is a knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 
that's not that's gonna, it yeah like you really i mean granted it was a long time ago and it wasn't real it was a movie but <laughs> the the right. fuck you mean you gets away with a 82 of them no <laughs> with that <laughs> this they weren't topic, even yeah, graceful in the first like, I, I feel bad for accusing dewey the first time i watched that because I, I was convinced that dewey was the killer for um, the for the first for the first time i watched the series through i before we found out that he definitely wasn't mm. i and i felt so bad afterward when he was like actively trying to save people from the real murderers <laughs> I and i was like i'm sorry dewey I, was, you're just you're just one of those people that looks like in, you would be a serial killer in, in the scene where like dewey is in the house and you were like yeah dewey's the killer because he was in the house and then he disappeared and then he walks out of the front door and he's got a knife in his back and you were like dewey no i'm sorry <laughs> i was like no i'm sorry, I'm sorry. i, doubted, I you. doubted you don't die I'm and honestly sorry. i kind of gaslit you into thinking that it you was always dewey. do that okay for anybody listening to this <laughs> he gaslights me every time we he shows me a movie and well, i and i happen to guess something right which is frequently well it's he, not no, shut up. <laughs> he gaslights me into believing what he wants me to believe and then as soon as i'm proven right when i initially was like oh this is what's happening and i was right and he gaslit me into believing otherwise he gives me this look out of the side of his eye like mm, i tricked you and i'm like stop it <laughs> it's Such not a jerk move necessarily a gaslight as it's oh it's gaslight. if you ask me a question about something i will and immediately be vague and probably point you in the wrong direction i know you you make me second guess myself and i think then it I'll... was when we were watching scream you initially were kind of suspicious of dewey and i just kind of lent into that suspicion he likes to fuck with my head <laughs> when we watch things yeah it's only he when just... we watch movies i know <laughs> otherwise he can't lie to me. He's tried. No. <laughs> and it doesn't work. And it's only in movies that I second guess myself because I'm like, oh, he's seen it. But I can't tell if he's like, it's one of those situations where I'm like, oh, he's definitely fucking with me. And I'm like, wait, what if that's what he wants? Yeah, you but to how think many mind games am I playing? How many bluffs are there? There could be four different double bluffs. I know. And then in real life, I can see you lying from a mile away. Like easy. <laughs> it's only when movies are involved. I know, because you know that lie has no consequences other than me getting annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but is there much else to talk about with American Psycho? Other than we will get to the end, like ending, how the movie wraps up. But before we get to then, is there much else to talk about? Um, Not, not really. Not hmm. that I could think of. Like, I mean, you got... But a... who did... Who... Was that guy really his lawyer? Yes. Why did he think that was a joke? Because, okay, this is my interpretation of the ending. And I could be wrong because there are plenty different explanations all contradicting each other. But I think the character that we see in this movie, first off, isn't as fit as we see him as. And also isn't Patrick Bateman. Oh, yeah, he just took on that's that's what we said at the end of the movie i'm like you know maybe he's not actually patrick bateman mm -hmm. and he's just is somebody that took over patrick bateman's life or mm -hmm. it's his alias or something yeah. like that because he identifies as like four different people throughout the movie to different people there are many different moments where someone will be talking to him and well, using just the, a the different lawyer name. called him 
a like a was d, it, a d name or something like that he called him yeah. a different name and he goes i'm patrick bateman mm-hmm. and and his lawyer's like no, i'm gonna not. walk over there and it makes me wonder like is patrick Bateman just one of his other aliases be- because there's is. there are people that call him patrick mm-hmm. like there and are people at work that just, like he's patrick yeah, like he's known to many people as patrick he's known to some people as somebody else like whoever like celia <laughs> was, like the first guy he killed paul mm-hmm. would kept referring to him as somebody else and he was talking shit about patrick bateman mm-hmm. to, was it marcus or something something like that yeah. and and i'm like wait what so any of these aliases could be the real Patrick, but I also don't think any of those are real. Like I think no, he's just keeps stealing people's yeah. identities because he has no sense of self. No, yeah, like he's just he's empty inside. He said hmm. he's even said that he's like there's nothing on the inside. Yeah, like, I look normal. I'm made on of the flesh outside. and everything. Yeah, I'm yeah. made of this, but on the inside, I'm nothing. Nothing mm. is there, and I'm like. I believe you. <laughs> it hasn't brought up. I believe up, you. <laughs> it hasn't been brought up at all, but I figure I could talk about it. A lot of the um, monologues that uh, Christian Bale has, like obviously they're directly pulled from the book, so you'd need to put them in, and it explains a lot. But I feel like it's a bit too much of an explanation. Uh, you don't know this example, but there is a cut of the original Blade Runner that has Harrison Ford expositing a bunch of dialogue as it's happening in the scene and then sometimes that's kind of what it feels like it's not that bad though but i think the entire ending in the way that it the like you don't even realize that it's coming up the movie just kind of ends like it's very it, climactic and then well it just it you expect it to end in him getting caught and arrested yeah. and then it just ends with him being rejected by his lawyer or his lawyer walking away going okay man yeah whatever you say and he just walks back to the table and he goes well turns out i got <laughs> yeah. away with it <laughs> this confession means nothing and he, there's even this the part during his confession on the phone where there's like a helicopter outside and it's got a spotlight and you're like this yeah. is it well and i don't even honestly it doesn't even seem like the helicopter was for him it just no. happened to be there at the time he was running away from the cop well i also think that helicopter wasn't real yeah, and he's hiding behind the desk calling his lawyer going i killed people man <laughs> something's going on she's slipping off the cracker i don't know what's going on but i mm. killed them and then i tried to eat their brains and it made me nauseous <laughs> like he's 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 just he's insane. Just, he's losing it. He's losing it. Mm-hmm. That cheese is off the cracker. <laughs> it is gone. <laughs> so I guess the one question that I have to ask is how much of this movie do you think is real? From none of it to all of it. None of it. Yeah. I don't I don't think any of it really actually happened. I, I'm with like, you. Because it just doesn't make sense if, if all of it happened. Because either all of it had to have happened and mm. everybody is oblivious or none of it ever happened and he's just crazy which is more likely (laughs) i think mainly because it contradicts a lot of the paul allen stuff but maybe the detective isn't real maybe that's in his head too maybe but the only thing is is his secretary interacted with Mm. the detective and 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 said honestly like he's here for you we're on the track we said none of it's real his job's probably not even real like he just what if his dad is the head of a corporation and he just gave his crazy son a fake job maybe to sit in with and to keep him occupied because he knew he was crazy and he was a troubled child that could be it and that's what i kind of like about this movie it's not the best movie in the world but any of these options 
could be explanations for what actually happened. Yeah, it's ambiguous. We don't mm. know what happens. Like, we don't know if it was real. We don't know if it wasn't. We don't know any of it. Mm. Is Patrick real? Is this person that we see real? I, I think, know. I honestly think the most real identity that we could see Patrick as is whatever his lawyer referred to him as. Yes, because I'm, I'm blanking on that name, but... I know, I forget the name that he called him, but... But I have seen that seems like out of all of the names and aliases he's gone by, that seems mm. like that would be the most reasonable to assume that's the real one, because a lawyer isn't a necessarily a Wall Street guy. He thought it was a joke and then he got really like, OK, man, whatever you say mm. when he was talking to him. So that made me see, it made me feel like none of the murders were actually real. They were on his head and his lawyer was kind of aware that he's a nut job. Yeah. He's like, this joke isn't funny anymore because, like, as if he'd done this before. Yeah, and it wasn't as serious to him mm -hmm. because he seemed composed for yeah. uh, for a while before that. And 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 one thing that would hint at that is at the beginning of the movie, he would say random yes. disturbing things out loud and nobody took him seriously. And it was like in a nightclub, so it could be explained that they just didn't hear him. Well, in the, but there were some times where he would say something out loud and they would hear him or, mm -hmm. or unless he didn't actually say it out loud. But there were times where he'd say that and if they did hear him they brushed it off and were like ah whatever man or like, he would say i'm i murder and execute or I, I'm, I'm into murders and executions and they're like oh murders and acquisitions do you like that yeah and so that almost seems like everybody's privy to how crazy he is and they mm -hmm. just don't feed into it and they don't take him seriously or even we as the audience are hearing what he wants to say whereas he's just saying the normal thing yeah, that's that's the impression I got initially too, mm -hmm. but it but it honestly caters to you know when you get to the ending, mm -hmm. you start to try and rationalize whatever you saw up until that point. Right. And my the rational part of my brain is saying everybody kind of knows he's crazy. He said those things out loud. He's done this before. He's like yes. said stupid shit before that he thinks is real, and everybody just kind of plays along because they don't want to take him off. <laughs> Or because he's the boss's son or something yeah. like that. Because he hangs out with the same people most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like regularly. Yeah. There's Justin Thoreau. And he doesn't seem to do any actual work. He just no. goes out on lunches. What, so what he has he... a fake job. What even is his job? Wall Street something? I don't know. It never <laughs> says what he actually does for a living. He, it, I, I'm assuming his dad is the head of a company and he gave him some phony job because yes. his son is like crazy that must be it. <laughs> but we never even see his dad. We never see any of his Because family. that would make it obvious what the reality is. You're right, yeah. But yeah, out of five brownie points, what would you give the incredibly ambiguous American Psycho? Mm, 3.5. That's higher than I thought you would give it. Cause... Well, I just like it because mm. it's ambiguous and it mm -hmm. makes me think and it doesn't have a definitive answer for why. Mm-hmm which I like. Well, I but at think... the same time, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. I obviously like more definitive endings, but as far as ambiguous stories go, I still think there are better ones. Coraline? Yes. Coraline's ambiguous mm -hmm. because you think that she got out, but at the end, I don't think she did. Mm -hmm. I don't think she got out! <laughs> <clears throat> and that's what I think doesn't strike true for me with this movie is 
I think there's a way to make something feel definitive. And then as soon as you start thinking about it, then you realize, oh no, that was more ambiguous than I thought. And I kind of prefer that to a, the movie wraps up and you think, what the hell did I just watch? And I did like American Psycho and I like it very much every mad time god. i watch it but yeah mad god that, that mad god that is just we'll, we'll you'll need to never talk know about what that mad means god <laughs> in an episode if you don't know what that is look it up don't the, watch it yeah. just read the poster the will probably scare you enough <laughs> yeah oh my god if you watch it and you can make it through the entire movie it, power to you because i i mean yeah. i did make it through the whole movie but, but even as somebody who watches like mm. disturbing movies and stuff like that that was difficult and that's also with us being together i feel like if either of us were alone making our way through that movie would have been a lot more difficult it would have taken me a lot more sessions and a lot mm. of alcohol exactly but we're not here to talk about mad god yet I guarantee you we dun, will. Dun, we'll dun. have to rewatch it maybe, I don't know, next October. I can't I can't see myself watching it anytime soon. That movie is You have ugh. to you have to have an entire weekend. Watch it at the beginning so you have the weekend to just, you know de stress. Slowly sanitize <laughs> your <Yeah>. brain. <laughs> and then so you can be ready for the week. But with that, this has been a girlfriend's glimpse into an American psycho. Dun, dun, dun.